0: Welcome to Up and Comers, a special edition of Testimony, A Musician's Story, featuring artists that you may or may not know. If you don't know them, you're about to know them. Let's get started. Songwriter Drew Allen was born Andrew Allen, October 3rd, 1988,
1: in Tampa, Florida. I keep it on the low, act like I don't care. The way that I feel, man, it's so unfair. It ain't fair. Oh, she, she don't know what she here for. Try to tell her your will, all she do is ignore you bad, but I can't open up that door. Already know where this goes, yeah. Oh, man, she a killer. Looking for a man she could take home with her. Though I know I want to get her. But that ain't how real saint is supposed to live. She's trying to shoot me down.
0: He is an only child raised by his mother. Drew's father is a high school and college basketball legend in the state of Florida. Unfortunately for Drew, his father was somewhat of an elusive figure throughout his childhood.
2: So, a lot of the times, every time I would come out there to visit, you know, and I'd visit like every summer, he'd be, you know, he'd either be in jail or we just, you know, the family couldn't really find him. I never had any like resentment towards him or anything like that. You know, it was always, I loved my dad. You know, I I wanted to see him. And, uh, you know, that, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But it wasn't until about, recently, I went to a visit a church of a friend of mine. They invited me out, and, you know, a prophet was supposed to be there, and I'm, you know, very skeptical of when I hear, you know, prophet so-and-so is going to be in the building and, and whatnot, and uh, I just, yeah. So I, I went anyway, and he ended up prophesying to me uh, that that God was going to restore the relationship between me and my father. And um, and he said a few other things, but that, you know, as soon as he said that, I just broke
3: down. <laughs>
2: Bawling. I mean, bawling. And um, surely, I don't know, it must have been two years after that, that prophecy, um, my dad got saved for real. You know, he had many times had started going to church and, you know, tried to change his life around, but just, you know, just never made anything of it. Uh, you know, he'd always end up back in the streets, but this time it was for real. And, he, you know, he completely surrendered his life to God, and, and me and him have a, a real relationship now.
0: While in elementary school, Drew moved to Colorado with his mother and stepfather. He lived the majority of his young life there. In middle school, he and his mom packed up their bags and moved to Jersey while his mom pursued a career as a music engineer. While on the East Coast, 9-11 happened, and along with the destruction of the Trade Center, went his mom's dreams. The two packed up and tried again on the West Coast, this time Oakland, California. Oakland is where teenage Drew gave his life to Christ.
1: Filled with disappointments, all this anger, love, and pain. All my selfishness and rebellion, your love has never changed. Confess, you see the beauty in a bunch of mess. Yeah, whoa, you see the beauty in a bunch of mess. Through all of my pain, you see the beauty in a bunch of mess. Every day, you see the beauty in a bunch of mess. Looking right through me, you see the beauty in a bunch of mess.
2: My mom didn't go to church, nor did my stepdad, you know, but they, they considered themselves, you know, they believed in God, you know, sort of the, I don't know, your typical, I guess, Christian, you know, you believe in God, but you don't really go to church. You know, maybe maybe once every blue moon, you might go to church. It wasn't until I was about 15 years old when we moved out, out here to, uh, to Oakland that I started taking God seriously. A friend of mine who was on the football team, he invited me to come to his church. And, you know, and previously I had just, you know, and, and, I, and I believe it was God, you know, sort of giving me a nudge, you know, telling me you need to start going to church, you know, start going to church. Because I, cause I had just been, I just kept thinking about it. Like I should, I should go down to this church down here, you know, and check it out one day. And eventually a friend of mine, you know, he actually, the church was right down the street from my house. He, he invited me and, uh, and I was just like, sure, sure. I'll come on out, check it out. And and ever since then, you know, I, I started to develop my own relationship with God. Um, I was growing and learning. I had uh, become one of the leaders of young youth ministry at the time. I was like 15, 16. Um, and, yeah, I was doing a lot and, and, and really, really dedicated myself. And, and, and my life began to to change, especially at school. It was more noticeable at school, not so much of my parents or, or, or my mom. You know, they they were supportive, you know, like, oh, that's good. You know, you go to church, that's nice. Um, but they, they weren't definitely coming. It was something that, you know, I had to get up and go on my own or I'd get picked up and a friend would take me. But I started to feel and see more of the difference when I was at school, you know what I mean, not not con- not conforming to some of the pressures um, that, you know, high school offers, you know, and um, a lot of that. You know, I was ridiculed. I was made fun of. I was, I was, uh, I was talked about. Rumors started about me. I was gay because I, because I wouldn't dance with girls at the uh, at some of the dances. You know, and, and just you know, I dealt with a lot, and it would cause me to dig deeper and just and study and grind. And even in the pers- in the midst of the you know persecution, you know, it would it would, it would cause me to um, you know rejoice. You know, read scriptures like. Uh, but for those who are persecuted for my namesake and it's like, you know, you just you find comfort in knowing that you're doing what is right. You know I mean? You're 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 walking in righteousness and in truth. That was where I had to really, you know, you know, hang my hat. And then on on, on top of the fact that I, I had a good friend, you know, the guy who invited me, my friend Dom, you know, me and him, you know what I mean, we were we were boys and it was very it was good to have another person, another brother in the Lord to to, you know, be able to relate you know, and share some of that experience with, you know what I mean? So
0: that was a, I think that was an important piece of it too. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com. That's TestimonyStories with an S dot com, where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony, a Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen.
2: What's up, you guys? This is Drew Allen here, and you're now listening to Testimony A Musician's
1: Story. This is my life. All night. Got me feeling so right. No, 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 no lie in my head I keep running can you see what i say but well, let, let me paint that fire just get back just let the music take control uh, i'm gonna take what i'm giving but well, let me show you how it go uh,
0: despite the persecution he faced while at school drew persevered and became a star football player he had several college football scholarship offers including one to San Jose State. During the last game of the season, he tore his ACL and lost that scholarship. Drew stayed local and went to community college. Being home and plugged in with his church family kept him rooted and grounded in his beliefs. But all that changed when he accepted a football scholarship to Fort Hayes State University in Hayes, Kansas.
2: And when I went out there, I ended up, you know what I mean, my my mind started drifting and I just got absorbed into the, the whole college life and the college college scene and the partying and, and all of that and I completely turned my back on on God and it was it was it, it's one of those it's it was very like it was hard it it's it was hard for me to even do a lot of the things that I was doing because I knew it was wrong. So I found myself fighting, you know, I mean harder, overdoing stuff, you know, just to to go out and party and go out and uh, and uh, and I definitely I definitely learned my lesson I definitely learned my lesson while I was out there went through some things ended up like failing all my classes because I was just so like partying was all I was doing was going out and partying and coming back hanging out with friends you know what I mean playing football you know for as long as that lasted ended up losing my scholarship ended up you know what I mean uh, getting kicked out of the school I was away from from my church home and you know where my roots were so I was I felt, you know, just like there's liberty. I could do whatever I want to do.
0: Left to his own devices, Drew fell out of school. He decided to pursue a musical career as a secular artist. His plan was to stay in Hayes, Kansas and do his own thing. But of course, Drew's plan wasn't God's plan. An old friend of his called him up to minister to him and offer him a plane ticket back to Oakland. Begrudgingly, he got on the plane.
1: He says, Trying to pick up a part of the floor. I've been here before, but this time. This heart
2: I can remember it, but I wasn't good at it. I just wasn't. I wasn't good at it. it. wasn't It wasn't until I was about fifteen, you know, when my when my friend had invited me to church, where I started to develop my, you know, being able to play the piano. I started developing that. I started singing more, you know, so my voice started to develop. And um, like I totally wasn't a singer. And you can ask some of the people that are close to me. It just it wasn't wasn't good. But but it wasn't until I was nineteen or twenty after I had lost my scholarship that I decided I was going to actually do music. Now, at that time, I was going to do secular music. Like, I changed my direction of my music maybe four, I think it's like four years ago. Um, you know, for a long time before that, I was back and forth, back and forth, like trying to figure out what am I going to do? Am I going to look for God? Am I going to do me? Um, it wasn't until four years ago um, when I was when I was flown out to New York to do some songwriting for some like major label artists. And um was out there for a week writing and I just started to listen to the stuff that I was making and I was like I cannot put this out to the world because this is not going to this does not promote or produce godliness, this produces everything that goes against what God is and stands for, um, and that used to that really bothered me Um, so, you know, that was, that was sort of the point when I came back from New York, you know, I had made a decision to, you know what, I'm gonna do I'm gonna give my life to God you know, i want to stand on that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm going to do. So the music sort of followed that. I write with that intent, you know, to that it would minister to somebody, that they'd be able to relate to it. Why not put these songs out, all the rest of them, and, and just give them to
3: the world so that God can minister to people through these songs.
0: Drew Allen recently released his debut album, Genesis, spelled with a J. There is no particular reason why he spelled it that way. It just looks cool.
1: This music's buried in my soul I tell her all she wanna know Don't think i ever let her go I'ma do this till the day I die I, I can't lie Here we go
0: To find out how to get connected with Drew Allen, visit TestimonyStories.com. Testimony, story. Testimony, where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones, or we'll turn the stereo volume up and listen. A story. Connect with Testimony a Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at testimonystories.com. P.S.M.G. member Justin Goss goes by JG and was born on December 19,
1: 1987, in Fairfield, California.
0: He was born to a drug-addicted mother, and his father was murdered before he was born. So his mother's godmother took in J.G. as her foster son and eventually adopted him as her own. His adoptive mother was a missionary with 10 older kids of her own. When J.G. was 12, she had a heart attack. On the day of her release from the hospital, her entire family came with cake to celebrate the return of their monarch. That is when they got news that she had an allergic reaction to her medication and passed away. Her death made him question the very existence of God.
3: And when she passed away, it was like, how could you be real if you take away really the only person that loved. You? After she passed away, they had a big old battle of who I was going to go live with, and it was all over money. I just felt like that. I'm like I missed I so, was like, God, you're not real. I denied him as much as I could, but I just knew, you know what I'm saying, what was true and what I thought and what I felt. But it just was like, how could you do It's like, how could you take away... The only person that understood me, the only person that was willing to invest enough time to give me anything, you know what I mean? When most of the the kids were, this was my my mom's foster child. That was the worst thing ever to be called. This is my mom's foster child. This is foster son. I ended up going to uh, live with her daughter, Lorraine, and um, that was, like, it was hell for me. And I, and I, I I hate to say that because, you know, she ended up adapting me, but you know, I just felt like a chick. You know, I didn't feel like a oh, human. I felt like a chick. And then I started figuring out how much money it was, and it was—it made it more so hurtful. You know, then it's my—it's my family.
0: As if he didn't experience enough as a kid, without knowing his father, a mother with an addiction problem, and a mother who passed, JG also fell victim to becoming the prey to a couple child predators that were close to him. Parental advisory. May be necessary for the remainder of this story.
1: They see me doing my thing now, doing my name in the dirt. Yeah. I promise it hurt, yeah. but I'm smelling. I'm saying, Look at me, look at me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You try to kill me and make me stronger. Yeah. Now I'm where I belong. Just look at me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah the boy turning up, I ain't never giving up, just look at me now, you can look at me now, you can look at me now, just look at my smile, you can look at me now, I'm chilling, I'm chilling,
3: I'm chilling, just look at me now, look at me now, yeah, 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 look at me now, yeah, right. I'm chilling, i always to talk about, but basically an adult compared to me, took advantage of me, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm young, I don't know nothing. At about six years old, I knew I wasn't related because, you know, they were like, oh, you're a foster boy, you're not related to us, you know what I mean? And, you know, they let me know earlier, so, I mean, at a young age, I was forced in that, you know, very sexual vein and that door was open that should have never been open that early. And so uh, throughout most of my life, I dealt with that, and it was, of course, terrible. Stuff, you know what I mean? Of course, it made me feel hellish. As you're a kid, you try to wash it away. It took me to I tried to wash it away like it never happened, and it did. And then as well as uh, one time I remember, I was about 12, 13 years old, and uh, my godfather, which was, you know, one of my biggest inspirations, I woke up, and uh, he was laying on the side, and I get up, and I'm like, what are you doing? And then I get up, and then my godfather was crying, like, what's going on? Basically, he was molesting he had foster kids and he was more for them all and I realized he touched me and it was it was one of the worst things and I didn't say anything for years I didn't say nothing until I was about 20 years old 19 years old because I just said it was unbelievable it was so unbelievable because he was like my only dad that I've ever had he was always there he would correct me he would go bad on me He was, you know what I'm saying he would discipline me he was like my dad and, uh, and it made me trying to prove my manhood so hard. That's why I was like, I mean, I'm telling you, when I, 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 I've i done a lot of dirt and I've done women and young ladies so bad in, in my youth because I was trying to prove that I wasn't, that you know what? You know what I mean? I wasn't. I didn't struggle with it. it so many people, man, so many perverted adults that take advantage of them being adults, it doesn't make any sense. And so I know that people, were, people have, have been through it and it, it sucks because when you're going through it, you feel like you're by yourself. It's like you're the only person in America that somebody that they love and look up to ever touched in an appropriate manner, and I want to let you know if if anybody's listening that you're not by yourself, and it's happened to a lot of people. Open up your mouth, be heard. Don't be afraid. Because God has got you more than anybody, any more than your pastor, more than anybody. God's got you. He's going to make sure he's going to guide you in what to say and who to go to. So just 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 listen to the Lord, and also you know for those that have never said anything. You know, talk about it. Talk to, If you don't want to talk to anybody about it, talk to your friend about it and just let it out because I know you want to. Just let it out. It's not your fault.
0: As a married man, unfortunately, the affliction from his childhood crept into his bedroom.
3: Because I was so sexually active as a kid, I almost perverted my bedroom. You know what I mean? I'm, I had to realize that what is causing me to be so sexually active and so young and you know used to doing whatever whenever that that's not how marriage works and my idea of marriage was just sex and it was a, a license to have sex that was it and it caused a whole lot of strain you know what i'm saying but, but god has definitely allowed me to see myself and it allowed me to really truly see what i've been through and now i'm able to conquer it instead of allowing uh, my flesh to conquer me
1: Started, started like a fairy tale. It was like living in a movie. Then it all, all got, got, real, real. got real. yeah I broke it. I left it wide open. She's leaving. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Please don't leave me. She lost it. She's crying. I'm broken. I'm dying. I'll fix it. I'm trying. Cause I just want to show you every little. I do. Baby you deserve it all. Let me tell you where I'm gonna do Ooh, I, 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 won't yeah, I won't sleep, sleep. I won't, I won't sleep.
0: sleep I won't sleep I won't sleep I won't sleep Testimony Undicious. Testimony where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony, and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life each month. We will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com Testimony mm. Download the podcast of Testimony, a Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com A Musician's
3: Story Yo, what's good? It's your boy JJ. hey, the know your and you now tune in with testimony and visit your
0: story. Although his experiences have been traumatic to his well-being, JG says he wouldn't trade them. Because it has helped him to deliver a young woman from the very same thing he struggled with. It was then he realized there was a reason he had gone through it all. One could only imagine the type of anger and confusion he felt growing up. But at the same time, This boy loves to laugh and joke around. His behavior was bad. He started smoking weed when he was eight and selling it when he was 12. He became a prolific liar and a menace that never got caught doing anything. God was nudging him towards his heart, and he finally heard him one day while at a Christian revival.
3: The preacher was preaching, he was like, you hate yourself, you're mad at yourself, you're mad at what everybody has done to you, you hate your life, and when God loves your life, he loves God, he's just going in on God's love and his grace, and he loves you guys, everything you've been through, you don't look like what you've been through, he's just preaching, and he's not saying my name, he's looking at the balcony, you young man, you come from among them, you know that God's calling you, you came here with a decision, the devil tried to change you, you he think you're going to a party in the middle, he just was going on the business. And uh, he was like, right now is your time or you will die tonight. Come to me off I I started crying and they were like, you good? And I am like, I can't take this no more. So I started walking downstairs and they were like, he's serious. I'm walking down the stairs and I finally come to the front and I, as I'm walking, everybody is crying. And I just remember crying. And I just, I, I, I couldn't feel my faith. I couldn't feel my body. I just was laid out on the floor. And then when I got up, he said, you have a word in you that you're going to be able to declare the nation, that you're going to be doing something for the rest of your life, that you have no go through, that you're going to do. You're going to write songs that's going to touch a generation. He's just going for the dust, though. And I'm just crying. And I, all of a sudden, he, he, said, he said, turn around. Everybody that was in the balcony was at the altar crying out. Uh, he was like, uh, he turned around, he said, this is what the altar will look like when you proclaim playing the gospel, when you and how God's going to show you, you're going to like that phone, that's going to change like." life, and you're going to remember this moment. And I was in crying.
0: JG became on fire for the load. Dude went to school sporting a preacher suit and started declaring the gospel. He and his cousin would do Walmart ministries and tell every shopper about the good news. Then he went off to the University of Nevada, Reno. Where he played baseball and pitched for the wolf pack. He also doubled as a wolf in sheep's clothing.
3: And so I was in college I was like, Yo hello and I was hit publicly worship at one of like the biggest churches. I was just hypocrite like it just didn't make no sense. I thank God that God is uh, a forgiving God and he is jealous of my heart. And he got my attention. I had a dream that I was preaching and somebody shot me five times in the face and looked over my body and said, "Hypocrite! how dare you sleep with my daughter, the gospel." I was a senior pastor, and that's the role where I was headed because I was in leadership, and then I would be having sex with the women in leadership. You know what I'm saying? I was really, 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 like, losing it because I just was like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? These people do whatever and get away with it, so I'm going to do whatever and get away with it. I ain't married. they married, and I'm in a place where nobody knows me, and they think I'm perfect. They thought I was Jesus Jr. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just, oh, he can fuck. He got a word. He you a know, prophesy and a drop of a hat. I was living this wrong. It was just wrong. Is just this wrong. And and God showed me that dream. And it was like it's time to get it together.
0: He got it together, and is working in his musical gifts and trying to live out the title of his latest project, the pursuit of happiness.
3: To be able to look at the reality of what I'm doing now, getting messages from people saying how a song is just. That's their life and how photo and emerge. And I've just been running ever since and it's just been such a blessed journey. It feels good to
0: be where I am Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician's story To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com Until next time, I'm Brown, theory of the music Lover, constantly seeking positive music Oh
1: no, I don't want you to go through this No, no, my hand and
3: son, yeah, we can do this